Welcome everyone to Jerisha's spring program. And this is the second class in the session on the world of doubt with Rabbanit Yael Shimoni. Uh, and with that, I'll turn this to Rabbanit Shimoni. So it's wonderful to see you again. A week has passed and we're getting closer to Purim. Uh, and therefore the ideas that we're dealing with are, are becoming more uh, stronger in the world right now because the issue of doubt, as we said, has a lot to do with Purim. But we are putting that aside and continuing because we stopped last week uh, understanding the Rambam's point of view. So I would want to go back, and this I learned from Eva Lichtenstein, that every year we begin revising a short revision of what we did, and then we continue. So I'm sharing my screen. So this is really a quick revision of what we've done. We started uh, by learning the Rambam's very interesting statement that he states in his halachic book, the Yad HaChazaka. And he writes in a few places, and we read in all these places, that he claims that the Torah doesn't think that a safek is asur. What are we talking about? What are our sfekot that are being dealt here? Um, situations that I'm not sure if something is kosher or not kosher. I'm not sure if a woman is nida or not nida. I'm not sure uh, about all kinds of things in reality. It's unclear to me if I'm standing in front of an isur. In those situations, the Rambam says, this is not asur. The Torah did not tell us that things that we're doubtful towards are, are, are not permitted to be done. Because God understands things and he knows everything. This was the svara, the idea that we said. God knows and we don't. And, and God, when he gives us the Torah, he understands that we're human. And, and, and we don't know the truth about everything. Many times we are in doubt. And Yisurim are not, uh, are, are not they don't exist in the world of doubt. When something is doubtful, then it's mutter. And this is what the Rambam said. So that's God. But then Chachamim come and they say it's Asr. And that's how we know that whenever we have a safek in Isur Duraita, we have to be Machmir. But that's not because it's written in the Torah. It's because Chachamim came and told us to take a step back. But it's not something that God told us to do. So we saw this repeated in the Rambam in a few times. And we were asking yourself why, what do, we, what do we mean by why? Where does the Rambam know this from? Because we said that as far as we're concerned, we never uh, saw the Torah in such a way. Actually, we always felt that whenever we're reaching the Torah's boundaries, we have to take a step back, not because Chachamim told us to do that, but because that's the idea of being a person who's Shomer Mitzvot, you have to be doubtful. And when you're in doubt, then it's Asur. That's what we thought. Suddenly the Rambam comes and turns everything around, repeats this and repeats this. And we wanted to understand where did the Rambam learn this from? And then the Rambam had a very amazing source, uh, unusual source. Uh, unusual because again, the Rambam turned everything upside down. When I usually thought about the following source, he suddenly said something totally different. And the source was uh, the heter of a mamzer. And the Rambam said this in an Igeret, and he writes 
that when uh, the Gemara states that a mamzer is mutar, that's where we learn that all the sfekas are actually mutar. Mamzer is the only place that Chachamim did not put a borderline. All the other places Chachamim made offense. But what the Torah thinks is that Safek is mutar, and we learned this from the Dean of Mamzer, and we were very, very uh, surprised because this was really turning many things upside down. First of all, our view of the Torah, and second of all, our view of, of, of this Gemara, of Manzerim, that we never thought of taking it as a Gemara that teaches us about the entire world of Torah. We thought that was the exception. That's where things are changed when it comes to Mamzerim. But the Torah itself, every suffix is a story. That's what we really thought. And then suddenly the Rambam says all these uh, things. Again, I find the Rambam mind-blowing because I feel he's turning my head around. So we repeated this a few times to feel together uh, the strangeness of this new feeling of, of understanding that Torah is actually much more lenient than what we thought it was. Okay, so this is up till now just the summary of what we've done. So I was wondering first, before we continue, have you thought of this in the coming week? Because I found you, I, I used to play the piano for 14 years till, till I gave birth and then my children never allowed me to play the piano. When I come to the piano, they, they, they don't let me play. I hope in a few years I can go back. But when I was playing the piano, I always felt that even if I did not practice, after a week, I had a new understandings about the piece. So we did not practice for a whole week. But I'm wondering, uh, have you thought about this Rambam, about this view of, of this idea that the Torah is actually very lenient and only Chachamim come and build the fences, but the, God himself is saying, when you're in doubt, everything is okay. When you're in doubt, you can calm down. As far as I'm concerned, everything is fine because I'm not expecting you to understand that you have to be aware of anything because you're doubtful and you're human. That's okay. So have you thought about this? When I say thought, I don't only mean thinking, also emotions, right? Uh, or or um, new insights. It doesn't have to be uh, something very uh, uh, lundish, right? It's, it's more about what, what does this mean in the philosophical level or uh, the existential level to you? Oh, sorry, saying, when, when I learn something like this, okay, and I'm surprised, so then I take my time to think, how did the Rambam change my view of the world? Did this Rambam actually change something in my thoughts or in my feelings or in my insights? Uh, I think Leora is ready to answer, right, Leora? Yeah. Well, it just a thought. I, I, very often in my life, an authority figure will tell me something, and I have a doubt about it. So this has happened to me since I was a child, and they told me that milk was good for me. So th that's what I'm going to say. You know, you say something very interesting because when the Brahman says this, it suddenly gives a lot of room for our doubts because we understand that that, that this is normal, and that's what being human is about, and that God understands that. And suddenly we feel much more comfortable than when we doubt, because it's legitimate. Chachamim say, you know, it's dangerous, but it's legitimate. It, 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 we're not so, so afraid of our doubts anymore, I think.
what he said, this has been occurred to me since I'm a child. Wonderful. You're, you're human. You're not God. Ah, big surprise. So let's enjoy our humanity. For once, at least. <laughs> I also wanted to say, for me, I think, for example, like learning Torah that you do it like every year you're doing over and it's the, the doubts will come and go depending on, I don't know, age and stage and what you're thinking at that time. And I think for me, sometimes around learning the doubt changes from time to time. Like sometimes it's stronger than others. I think it's also a level of maturity because maybe, you know, what I thought at 25 is not what I'm thinking, you know, late 30, whatever. I just think that that also plays into that how doubtful you are or something or, or not. Oh, you're saying around particular issues when it comes on to learning. Okay, so, so you're saying something very interesting that we, we will deal with, I think, today. Uh, when we're in doubt, some doubts can be solved. And sometimes the way they can be solved is by learning or doing other things uh, to work with ourselves. Because as you said, sometimes a person is doubtful because they are a doubtful person. It's also there's a doubtful age, right? There's an age that anything you say will be held against you as a doubtful thing. You know, nothing you will say. It, it, it will be true in the eyes of, of uh, teenagers usually, but but not only. And, and it can also happen to us after a certain point in life that something happened will, will cause this tremor inside us. And then we can move from being in doubt to suddenly understanding that we're not in doubt anymore. And this movement between doubt and, 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 and assurance is a very interesting thing. A very important thing that we will we, we will deal with because what I just said up till now is that the Rambam tells us to relax about our doubts. But I think what we feel in in our life is that we don't like to be in doubt. We we feel uncomfortable, um, and and we are looking to be assured. So even if the Rambam tells us everything is okay, we don't feel that inside us. Um, and when we hear that Chachamim said. We think it's not okay. So again, that calls us to, 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 to rethink, okay, if God said it's okay, and then Chachamin say it's not, so so what's happening here? So we, we will try to, to, to touch on this issue today also. But before we continue, I wanna look at the big choilek on the Rambam. Because the Rambam is a very big Rishon, but the Rashba thought that the Rambam was totally wrong. And he attacks him. He has three different kushiot on the Rambam. And he states a very different claim. So first I want us to see the Rashba and, and, and here we're entering the world of doubt because whenever we learn Gemara, there will always be a machloket somewhere. And, and, and there's the Rambam and the Rashba and who's right, we know, Elu ve'elu divrei Elohim chayim, right? Uh, so, so let's see what, what the Rashba has to say. First, what he, what, what he claims. And then if we can understand the, the Svara and the idea behind it. But before I continue, does anybody else have something to say or, or thoughts before we, we move to the next uh, text? I, I just want to say, I was, uh, I was thinking about the class a lot during the week. Um, I think we didn't define what's the writer and what's the Rabbanan. And to jump into it without defining them, it's, for me, it's very um, okay. So that, that's very 
Yeah, I'll give a definition. It's a wide definition. Deraita doesn't mean something that's written in the Torah uh, necessarily. Deraita mm -hmm. also means things that Chachamim tell us were told uh, to Moshe in Sinai. Mm -hmm. uh, what the Gemara and Chulin claims is that when God gave the Torah, he did not give one Torah, he gave two Torah. He gave Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat. He gave us written and he also taught what, what was uh, uh, Moshe doing for 40 days, not sleeping in that dream. He was learning from God mm -hmm. uh, and, and he, he wasn't writing because he came out with, with very small pieces of writing and the writing was done by God. So he was learning. Mm -hmm. And all of that information is Torah Shabbat that was given already to Moshe. And Halachal Moshe Misinai is also Deraisa. And he gave him also all kinds of ways to learn the Torah, which are also Deraisa. The Rabbanan, we know we're in the Rabbanan when, when Chachamim say, this is not written in the Torah and it's not Halachal Moshe Misinai, but we decided to invent something or to create a borderline. These are two very big things that Chachamim do. For example, they invented the idea that we need to say a bracha and a mitzvah. They invented the idea that we need to say a bracha and food. All, all that is, is, is creations by Chachamim. And they created the entire Chag that we're going to be uh, approaching. Purim is something that Chachamim have created. And they've created many, many things. So, that, so that's Chachamim when they create a mitzvah. And also Chachamim have also uh, uh, drawn borderlines around mitzvot of Deoraisa, for example, from Deoraita, uh, it's usher to, to uh, do a lot of things on Shabbos. Chachamim said, I can't also pick up my cell phone on Shabbos, or I can't pick up um, a hammer on Shabbos. Why? I can't move it. Because it's klishe melachtoli isur. If I use the cell phone, I might use it for isur. That's not written in the Torah. The Torah said, don't do what's asur. And Chachamim say, we're, we're, we're taking a step back to protect you. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes there are machlokot about what's the right and what's the Rabbanan. There's, mm -hmm. a, uh, there's an example that I, I will use in this year, so I'll bring it up now. Uh, very well-known machlokot between the Rambam and, and the Ramban is whether or not Isur Negia is the Raisa or the Rabbanan. Isur Negia means that you're not allowed, a man and a woman cannot touch uh, if they're not married and she's a tame, uh, nida, they're not allowed to touch. Not only are they not allowed to, to have sex, they're not allowed to touch. Why? Rambam says, it's written in the Torah. The Torah says, lotikrav. Ramban says, no, uh, that's not written in the Torah. That's tamad rasha. Uh, Chachamim said, why did they say mm -hmm. not to? Because it's a borderline not to, to, to reach uh, intercourse. So that's, for example, mm -hmm. our example, mm -hmm. the machlokia, if something is deraisa or the rabbanan. Mm -hmm. So thank you for the questions, because it's, it's, it's very, very important. And when mm -hmm. we learn Gemara, a lot of times we are dealing with machlokot regarding mm -hmm. the question, is this deraisa or the rabbanan? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. Uh, any other questions or thoughts before we continue? Really ask anything you, you want to, so... so. Uh, that was a very important question. So thank you. I just want to comment. I think in my childhood, I don't think I was taught to Rabbanan in that way. How were you taught? I, I'm trying to remember, but I'm thinking that I was taught that 
it all existed, that it wasn't an idea, but it existed, the, the, like the oral law existed when Matan Torah came. Mm -hmm. So that it's, it's it, but it was that it wasn't written down until later. No, no, no so, so, okay. What you're saying is, 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 is another issue. There is, there, there is a, there's a very interesting statement saying that every word that a Talmud is saying is actually was written in, in, in Har Sinai. That's an Agada. In Agada, it means it. Mm -mm. I apologize. That was me. I was trying to read the background. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's fine. It, 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 it means that it, it doesn't have a halachic um, implication. So we are claiming that even this year was already written there in Sinai. But what I'm saying now is not a, is not a mitzvah and it's not a right and it's not a rabbanan. Um, uh, so, so why, what, who empowered the chachamim to invent or to create these laws? So this is, this is another very interesting, we, we, we can do a whole, this question you asked, it can be a series of shearing. So this is a very interesting point. I'll, I'll just go for that and then we'll put it aside because uh, everything is so interesting, but we, we, have, we have to focus on, yeah, I have a student here that learns in yeshiva, and this happens to us a lot in Shir. I don't know. Um, how do we know that we need to listen to the Chachamim? It's written in the Torah. God says um, in Sefer Dvarim, uh, So according to that, everything that Chachamim say are, is actually a mitzvah from their writer, right? Because the Torah said you have to listen to them. So everything they say becomes a mitzvah of their writer. So how can it be that we have the Ravana and we have the Raisa? So that's a very good question. And there are many different answers for that because halachically speaking, there is a difference. And this is the difference. The difference is what we're learning. That Sveika the Raita is the Khuma and Sveika the Ravanan is the Kula. Uh, and there are other, and, and, and also our, our regard towards it and where is it coming from. But there are all kinds of different levels also. In the Deraita itself, there are different levels of Deraisa and the Rabbanan many different things. So, so, so what you quoted is this statement that everything we're saying is connected to Har Sinai, but still we have two very different uh, corpuses of mitzvot, the Raita and the Rabbanam. Okay, so you're giving me an idea for, for, for another set of shearing, so I thank you. So let's now go and, and, and learn the Rashba. Okay, the Rashba, who is a few uh, a few generations after the Rambam, he's a Talmud of the Ramban, and he is is a very important Rishon, a very big Rishon, and he allows himself to be cholek on the Rambam in a very severe way. Okay, so the Rashba says this. The Rashba on uh, Kiddushin, he looks at the Rambam, right? The Rambam said here. And from this Gemara, we learn that all the Sveikas are mutar. So says the Rashba. First, first he's doing something very important that we always need to learn from the Rishonim. First, he quotes the Rambam, and then he will be choilek. So this is uh, what Ben Hillel taught us. First, you say the other view, and then you go against it. So says the Rashba, Mikan dikdek harambam zal betshuvat she'ela. So first he quotes the Rambam. 
And again, we know we understood the Ramam correctly. From the Torah, only what's Vada is Asr. Chachamim said also the Suffolk is Asr. But the Torah, only Vada is Asr. Says the Rashba, the Kashyali Tuva. I have many questions on this. One, two, three questions. I'm not reading the questions right now. I'm jumping to his view, which is in blue here. Ela hacha This is what I think, says the Rashba. Says the Rashba, the Gemara on Mamzer is actually against the Rambam. Because here the, the Gemara says, how do we know that a Safek can be part of the Kahal? Because there's a special Pasuk. Because there's a Pasuk that says, so that's how we know, because of the Pasuk, that a Safek is Mutar. The rest of the Torah, Safek is Esther. That's why the Torah had to write a special Pasuk. You can't take the exception and make it into the rule and the law. So that's what the Rashba says. What is standing behind uh, the Rashba? I think a very different view of the Torah. And, and I think it's a view that we are used to, to, to share and think. The Rashba says, usually, if you're, if, if you're a Safek about, about Torah, you have to take a step back, not because Chachamim told you. God said that something is Asur. You're not sure. What are you supposed to do? Oh, let's try it out. Does that make sense to you? If I'm saying to my kid, you should know that don't stick your hand into the electric uh, because sometimes somebody will turn turn up. You don't know. So, so don't put your hand in. So he'll try it out. That doesn't make any sense. If God said that if I'm eating chalev, I have to be chalev karet. Now I'm not sure if it's a, I should try it out. I think automatically we know that when something is dangerous or if something is very, very crucial, we don't play around with it. When I asked you in the beginning of class, what will make you take a step back? You said, sometimes I will take a step back because I'm afraid I will hurt somebody or it's very, very important to me. If something is very important or if something is hurting someone else, I will take a step back and that is what you're supposed to do. That's a normal thing to do, to come and say, try it out does not make sense. Torah is supposed to make sense. It's a very natural way to read the Torah and to understand the Torah. If Torah is what God said and everything that God said is important, obviously we ourselves have to take a step back when we're unsure. So the Rashba makes a lot of sense, I think. I don't know, what, 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 what do you think? After, after the Rambam, now going back to the Rashba, so this is flipping, this is what we do a lot when we learn. Uh, it, 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 it really feels like exercise. We spoke a lot about the Rambam, and now I'm putting the Rashba in. So what do you think? Can you identify with the Rashba now, or did the Rambam already uh, uh, cloud your, your, your thinking and you're, you're, you're there? Where, where are you now that we see them one against the other? You know what, before you answer, let's read the questions that the Rashba has against the Rambam. 
אוקיי? And that will help us think who's right. Again, אלו ואלו דברי אלוקים חיים, but what is the Rashba saying? Okay, so he had three questions. We will deal deeply with the first question. So I'm reading it through. Kasha lituva, says the Rashba. Ve'im ken, azal lei asham talui. Leman de lo bai chaticha mishte chatichot. Afinu leman de bai chaticha mishte chatichot, hane mina linyan korban. Aval leatir lechatchila lo keamam. Lehanach talai, tanai lav behachi pligin. says the Rashba, if the Rambam is right, I do not understand the Korban of Asham Talui. Asham Talui is a Korban written in the Torah that if I'm not sure if I ate something which is Asr, I need to bring a Korban. Says the Rashba, if the Rambam is right, I don't understand. <laughs> This Korban was not supposed to be written. The Torah itself is against the Rambam, says the Rashma. So this is his, his, his uh, proof against him. And today I want us to learn the proof more, but, 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 but before we go into that, I'm asking you are, you, are you familiar with this Korban? We're not bringing Korbanot today, so, so we're not very strong in, in Vaikra. So I don't know if, this, if the, the Rashma's question was so strong for you. Have you learned before about this Korban called Asham Talui? A little bit, just a little bit. Okay, so, so, so this is a very, very fascinating Korban, and this is what we're going to learn about today. So I just want to go through again to have this map, because this map has to be, when I learn, I, I want to do a few things. I want to think, I want to feel, but I also want to know Torah. So at least one thing from this year, you will always remember Be'ezrat Hashem, Or we'll try. It never, it, it never works. I always forget what I learned. But, but let's pretend. Okay, it's poor. We can pretend. You will always remember there is a machloket between Rambam and Rashba. Rambam says, Sveka deoraita, mideoraita, lechumra is a derabana. And the Rashba says, Sveka deoraita, mideoraita lechumra. So I made a map for you. So maybe when we look at it, we'll remember. Um, the Rashba has no... Rashba has no doubt. There's no doubt in what he said. I mean, the, the case of the Rambam had a doubt. There was a mamzer who we were not sure if he is or he's not. Mm -hmm. The Rashba disregards this effect. Either you says, are a mamzer or you're not. No, the, the Rashba has to agree that a mamzer, that a mamzer who's suffolk can, can, can marry into uh, Israel because it's written in the Gemara. So but this is Rashba not the says, topic? Mm -hmm. No, but the Rashba says this is an exception in the law. The Mamzer mm -hmm. is an exception. All the rest of the Torah, the Suffolk is after. The Mamzer, he's a very mm -hmm. special case. Mm -hmm. Why? Because Mamzerim is horrible, because God wants to help Mamzerim, because, because he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, so so, so we're, we're being lenient with him. Mm -hmm. God himself is being lenient, but you can't learn from the manzer to the rest of the Torah. The manzer is, is, is the big exception, says the Rosh. And, it's, and it makes perfect sense. That's what we always thought, the manzerim are special, right? Manzerim are a very hard law, and we know that Chachamim really do the best they can, and they've done very, very well in, in erasing manzerim from existence. And 
they started doing it with this Gemara. So this is an exceptional Gemara, says the Rashba. The Rambam says, this Gemara, this is the Torah, the whole Torah. So, 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 so they're reading the sugya in very different ways. Okay, thank you. Okay, so the Rambam is saying this law, the so you, you, you can try to repeat it again. That's the Rambam. That's the Rashba. So if you're gonna hear Bachurei Yeshiva say these words, you'll know this is who they're talking about. Rambam against Rashba. Okay. So these are associations I had, but I'll put them aside because I want to start learning about Hashem Tagui because what we've realized here is that the Rambam and the Rashba have a few machloko. We talked about how to read the Mamzerim and now I want us to look at Hashem Tagui because Hashem Tagui is actually the korban that deals with the world of doubt. And it's a very interesting korban. So I want us to learn it. And then we'll go back to the Rambam and the Rashba and try to understand who thinks what about this korban. Um, I just want to ask a quick question. How many of you had uh, time to look at the at the handout? No time. Good, wonderful. So, 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 so we're learning this together. Okay. Um, this is again a repeating of what we've learned already, but now I want to move back to uh, to to the korban. So I'm reading from Vaikra. Vaikra says this: "Ve'im nefesh kitachta, ve'asta achat mikol mitzvot Hashem, asher lo te'asena, ve'lo yada ve'ashem ve'nasa avunu." What's the situation? A person has done an avera and he doesn't know. Ve'lo yada. Ve'hevi ail tamim min hatzon be'erkecha le'asham el ha'kohen, ve'chiter alav ha'kohen al shigigato asher shagag, v'u lo yada ve'nislach lo, asham hu, asham, asham, asham. Asham, okay? So this is very interesting. Pasuk Yud Zayin is telling us, there is a situation that a person is unsure if he made an Aveira. And in that situation, he's bringing a korban. Wow, this is very much against the Rambam, because the Torah here is talking about a person who is not sure if he made an Avera. This is a Safek Avera, right? And you have to bring a Korban. So it seems it's Asur from, from the Torah. Do you agree with me? When we read this, the, the, the Pshat of, of, of the Torah means that, that, that God is saying Safek is Asur. If, you, if, if you're not sure if you've done an Avera, you have you, you have to bring a korban, and it has a very hard name. Korban asham, guilt. Oh, Jews and guilt. Wow, we can talk about this a lot. So we're feeling guilty when, when we're in doubt. We're in doubt, and we try, and we did it, and we maybe, I don't know, maybe I did an avera, maybe not. Maybe I did an avera, maybe not. Oh, you have to bring a korban. That's what's written here. Rashi helps us understand this even further. He always helps us out. <laughs> so Rashi says, what are we talking about? So first of all, Rashi tells us, he calms me down. He says, Yael, breathing. Not, not every safek you have, you're going to have to be a koban. 
there are many, many mitzvot, many times you're not sure if you're okay. No, you don't have to go crazy. If you've done something that might be correct, then you have to be, then you have to bring a korban. נכון, העניין הזה מדבר מי שבא ספק הרת לידו, ולא ידע אם עבר עליו עם לאו. כגון, חלב ושומן לפניו, וכסבור ששניהם יותר, ואכל את האחת. אמרו לו, אחת של חלב הייתה, ולא ידע איזו של חלב, אם זו של חלב אכל, הרי זה מביא השם תלוי, הוא מגן עליו כל זמן שלא נודע לו שוודאי חטא, ואם נודע לו לאחר זמן, יביא חטאת. So Rashi is giving us an example of a very weird situation. Okay, so I want us to imagine the situation. I don't know how many of you are familiar with chelev and shuman, so I'll just go over these two words and what they mean. We have all kinds of animals that we are allowed to eat, but three kinds of animals are animals that are also animals that we can bring as a korban. Shov, keves, ve'ez. Izim, kvasim, ve'shvarim, so para ve'shor, keves ve'ayil, they can become a korban. These animals, if we take their, um, how do you say shuman in English? Help me. Fat. Mar? Fat. Okay. Oh, their fat is a sur in isur karet. Why? So I'm just giving you a reason to think about it. It's a whole sugiya. It's, it's one of the understandings. Because if I would be giving this uh, animal as a korban, the fat would have had to go on the mizbech. The blood and the fat are two things that we don't eat. They are always uh, uh, burnt. Okay. So these things belong to God. We are not allowed to eat them. So it means that the fat of these animals is asur in a very, very high isur. It's isur karet. Because if you eat it, it's as if you've taken part of the mizbech's thing. Even now, today, we don't have korbanot. Still, there, this is the isur, isur chelev. This thing is called chelev. Now, other animals that we're allowed to eat, tzvi, uh, ayal, animals that we're not allowed to bring them as korbanot, their fat is mutter, and you can eat it, and you can cook with it, and you can make schmaltz with it, and you can have a wonderful time with it, and it's great. They look very much the same. This is fat and this is fat. You have two pieces of fat, but one of them is chelev and the other is shuman. So says Rashi, if, Yael, if you came to a restaurant or if you, uh, I don't know, came to a person's house and there were two pieces and you knew that one of them is chelev, but you weren't sure which one and then you ate one and you don't know. You, you keep walking around with this doubt. Did I eat? the other part, then you need to bring a, a korban, a sham. Okay, so that's what, Ram, uh, that's what Rashi explained. This is a very interesting doubt. Do, 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 do you understand the situation? I know that in front of me, there was an issue. I'm just not sure. I, and I have no easy way to find out that I eat the wrong piece. It reminds me of Alice in Wonderland. Okay, she goes, she doesn't know or the road not taken, okay? How should I know which way to go? You don't, but, but you've done a deed, you've eaten something, and now you don't know, maybe I ate something that is really, really asr, not a little bit asr. And, and we're not talking about basar bechalav, we're not talking about nevela, 
We're talking about the highest teacher. And you don't know. Maybe I did it. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I ate something which is wonderful. Maybe I've, I've eaten chalev. So Rashi says, I'm going back to Rashi. He says, uh, and then Rashi states this, when I'm bringing this korban, it's like I have a shield. I have a shield that is shielding me until I find out if I really made the deed. But what happens when I find out? Okay, and now again, how do I find out? There are all kinds of ways to find out something. I can ask people, and who knows? Maybe you know the piece on the right, the piece on the left. Maybe I can bring it to a special lab and have them check it out. Maybe they can find out if, if it belongs to one of these three animals or to another animal. I can work very hard and find out. Once I find out, again, I have to bring a korban. And, and this is what happens. What happens after I find out? I didn't know, and now I know. So this is, we're, we're learning Tanakh now. I don't know if you came to Shira and Gemara, I'm teaching you Tanakh, but it's all the same. This is a very, very interesting passage in the Tanakh. Tanakhara says, when I, you don't know, you have to bring an ayu. When you do know, you have to bring a kevis. So I didn't know if I ate something wrong. Once I found out, I can also be mechaper on my avera, I can bring a korban, and it ends up that I brought two korbanot. One, when I didn't know, and the second one, after I found out. And Rashi explained, why do I need these two korbanot? because what's happening to me? Something happened, I chose the wrong road. Oh, I chose the road, I don't know if it's wrong. I'm going berserk, I'm bouncing off the wall, so I'm bringing one korban. After a while, two things might happen. I might discover I was fine, or I might discover I actually did the deed. If I did do the deed, I'll have to bring another one. So what's happening here, these two stages? I'm leaving this question, don't answer it yet, because we need more information on obviously, I don't know, we're, we're, we're approaching Vayikra. I really hope that when we get to Vayikra and you will read this, when you listen to this in the laning of the Torah, then you will remember some of this hearing. It's really interesting. We always read these and, and we just go by them, but, but, but there is something very, very interesting happening in this Korban. So uh, let's get more information. And as Jews, we'll get the information through questions. There is one big question that many Mepharshim have asked about this. We said that you're bringing two korbanot, one after the other, but there's something very weird. When I'm unsure if I made this Avera, I'm bringing a very expensive korban. So we really have to understand money and how much things cost in order to understand the Torah well. So just know that the korban, when you bring an ayil, is very expensive, it costs 48 money. And if you're bringing, uh, th that's the, the asham talui. And when I'm bringing a khatat, it's only one money. So it's 48 times more of an expense 
to bring the korban when I'm not sure if I made the avera. And then it's a very a much smaller korban, still expensive, but much less after I know that I actually did the deed. So this is very strange, right? Because we have one strange upon the other. A, why do I have these two korbanot? B, why is the korban when I'm not sure so much more expensive than the korban when I am sure? Is the question uh, clear? Do you understand? Any answers? Okay, so here, here's my rule. Wait, let's wait 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Play with this. Okay, this puzzle. This is a puzzle. Sure, I'm drinking my tea so the 10 seconds we can take this deep breath and, and think calmly. One thing that occurs to me is I wait, 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 10 seconds. Hold on. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no. Just... I, I like to take my time when I'm thinking. I, I, I... Okay. Wait, before you speak, you need, I just want to see. How many people, how many women here have ideas? So just so we can work with the time. Denise first. Okay, two. Okay. Okay, so we have time. Good. So what did you say? Enid, go ahead. Um, okay, I'm not sure you should waste time. I don't uh, know that I quite understand it, but it seems to me if you have a doubt and you go ahead and eat something anyway. Um, why did you do that? If you're at a table and someone is offering you food and you don't know if it's really kosher, that seems a lot more serious than if you just um, did it and had no clue before you did it. I don't know, that might not be relevant. It's very relevant. You said something that will reach in the end of this year. And I don't know if today, you said uh, Sbara. I don't know if you know uh, who the Shari Yosher is. But, but a very big Juan that tells the rabbi said what you said, okay? It's a great idea. But I think you even said it better than, than the way it's written in the text I brought. So, so wait, repeat this and let's try to, 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 to say it. Okay, again. I should say it again? Um, yeah, because, because, because you had a very nice, you, you, uh, the words you used were, were, very, were great. So, so, if yeah. I remember. so basically, if you have a doubt, why did you eat it? If you're faced with something you don't know about, then don't do anything till you know. But if you had no idea whatsoever, you did the, the uh, Vera, but you really didn't know at all, nothing, no alarm bells, then that's not as bad. It's, it's more like if you didn't know, you've made a decision without knowledge. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, so halfway, uh, 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 there's one thing I need to add. The second court, if you really didn't know and you had no way of knowing, you're a patr. That's, that's the idea of honest. Honest Rahmana patri. If I can't know what I'm eating, that's fine. The problem here is that, as you said, why are you eating something that you can find out the truth about? The fact that you have decided to eat something that, 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 that you can just check more and you decided not to check and go ahead, that's a huge issue. So, so I'm asking, what, 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 why, why is that? Why is that such a, a huge problem? Okay, 
No, I didn't feel like uh, somebody said maybe. Why why is that so bad? When you said it, you said that that's a huge problem. Why? You're making you're making a choice to maybe do the wrong thing when you know you don't have to do the wrong thing. I mean, you're making a choice to take a chance with something that is serious, which is the kashrut law, for example. But why is that so bad? Why well, why is it so expensive? Why is that korban? Because you should think before you do something. <laughs> to teach you to think before you do and get the information if you can to be careful. Okay, so, you, what, so you're saying it's more important to learn. It's a more serious problem if somebody is acting without thinking. For Jews to act without thinking, that's the worst. That's much more expensive than making a mistake. People make mistakes. But if you make mistakes because you didn't think, okay, pay 48 uh, money. You have Kavana also. In other words, yeah, I don't know what this is, but what the heck, I want to eat it anyway. That seems to me to be much more in need of education than I really thought this was all totally kosher and I just ate and now I found out it wasn't. That's a whole, you're not involved in anything there. You just got taken advantage of or whatever. But if you are going to be sloppy with what you're, how you're approaching kashrut, for example, you're gonna say, oh, I wonder if this person really, if this is really kosher, well, too bad, I'll just eat it now and what the heck. I think that requires more education. So you're saying this is education. So now I'm asking another question. Wait, before, I, 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 I love the way you put this, this is great. Oh, I'm you. holding myself because there were other ideas here, because there are other options. So, so any other ideas? No. Chaya, do you want to go ahead? Yeah. Hi. Thank you. Um, I was just going to say that um, maybe it's like trying to make you take it more seriously, because if you know that you did something wrong and you're more likely to um, feel bad about it and do teshuva or whatever, um, and if you're not sure, you might not take it seriously. And therefore, you have to bring a really serious korban to like drive home the seriousness of the situation. Oh, wonderful. You have said almost word by word the Ramban on the Torah, what you said. <laughs> I don't know. There's Ruach HaKadosh in this class. Uh, <laughs> this is Ramban. This is Shari Yosher. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so you're not going, this is also education, but different, uh, different kind of education. Okay, these are different uh, problems that the student in the classes, we are the student in the class of God. He gives a lot of homework. We don't do the homework, we get them again. The question is, what, what, what's the problem? What's the homework? So, you know, so the problem is uh, uh, you're not taking, you're not thinking. Being a Jew, be, being committed means you have to think. And deciding not to think can be problematic in two ways. A, you're not using your mind. B, maybe you're actually being uh, um, uh, uh, disrespectful. Disrespectful. You're, when, when you show that you're not thinking, that that's worse than anything else. So that's what that's what you said. But you're saying something different. The issue here is a different problem. What's the problem? Because we have tshuva, right? Tshuva is, is something that the Jews believe in, but tshuva has to be serious. And when somebody is not sure if you did something wrong, it's very hard to do tshuva. If and not, not only sure. not only for the individual doing tshuva, but also like other people, you know, if you have those two pieces of fat in front of you, you might be like, oh, not a big deal. But then when your neighbor says, oh, 
is a big deal. I messed that up and I had to bring the super expensive Corbin. Like it's it's not only for the individual, it's for like public policy. That's what I meant. And the explain the public policy again. I didn't get it again, again, again. I was saying that you're making a statement to like everybody, not only a person who actually messed up, but by putting that kind of price on that action, you're making a statement to like the entire community that you take that really seriously and it might even it be a t deterrent. It will make somebody take it seriously before the fact. Mm -hmm. So I think what you're saying is you're going back to, to Nade's idea and you're saying, so you said two ideas together in one, right? One is the person- uh, well, I thought of it as more or less one idea, but- Okay. Okay. Great. So I, I I want I want to read it. I want to read the things we uh, at least the Ramban. We'll start with the Ramban, okay? And, and, and to see his answer, and, and then I want to see Rabbeinu Yona, um, because they're 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 talking about Chuva, about Kapara, and they were more uh, on the way of what Chaya said in the beginning. So, okay. So this is a question. This is Ramban. So Ramban says this. Why? Why would we need it? If Nisha be alav savu, shayin alav rubish. Kilo noda shechata. Mipnei zeh hechmir alav akatuv besfeko yoter mivadao. Vitzricho ail bekesef shkalim. Vilo noda chata o ayam evi chatat badanka. Vitrao asham, guilt. Leyemor shu beshnei slayim ke ashamot achamurot. לרמוזלו,שאם יהיה נקל בעיניו ולא יביא כפרתו,שמם יהיה בעוונו. וזה טעם אשם, הוא אשום אשם להשם, יאמר כהקורבן הזה, אף על פי שהוא בעל הספק
ואומר, אותה חתיכה שאכלתי, אולי הייתה מותרת, היא לא ישיטת ליבו לזה, ולזה החמירו בו יותר. ובדו יונה says, people have סברוס. You're learning with Yael, she's teaching you to think. When you think, you think all kinds of things. So when you're not sure, you'll start thinking, and you say, ah, maybe I'm okay, maybe I'm okay. That's a huge problem. These, this thought of leniency, that's a huge, huge problem. So that's why you have to bring a very, very fat Corbin. Okay, so, so we, we really learned just the beginning, but now I'm asking you a question. Learning this, who's right? Rambam or Rashba? Remember Rambam said, Safek is mutar from the writer. It's only Chachamim. Rashba said, what? Safek is also from the writer. Asham talui. So who do you think is right? Rambam or Rashba? Who wins at this round? <laughs> Sorry. Um, do you mind summarizing, just like you just did, like one sentence of each of them for the two positions again? Sorry. I was just about to say the same thing, yeah. <laughs> I'm going back, because th this is what we're repeating again and again. Rambam said, God never said anywhere that if you're in doubt, it's Asur. When you're in doubt, it's Mutter. How do I know? I'm very Mutter, Safek, said the Rambam. Rashba said, what? Safek Dureta, Asur. From the Torah, it's Asur. Of course God says to you, Safek is Asur. Safek is Asur. And now we learned about Hashem Talui. I'm asking you who's right, Rambam or Rashba? According to what we learned up till now. Oh, according to what we learned. So it's not really our opinion. No, we now learned Hashem Talui. We read Psukim, we read Ramban, we read Rabbi You had ideas from all, all of this. Who do you think is, is according to the Torah? We're asking, what does God say? We're just read Psukim. God spoke in Sefer Vayikra. What does God think about doubt? I have a question. Is it doubt that you've acted on or just doubt that you have? This is doubt I've acted on. I was I had two pieces of food and I decided to act. I, I, I took a chance. Mm -hmm. Rambam said in the Torah, it's mutter. Yeah. I think uh, I think the second one, the Sham Telui, is the is the one from reading the Torah in Hebrew. I, I agree with the second one with Rashba. Is that the second one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I agree. With, I think after what we've read, the Rambam, I, I don't understand him. Yeah, same. Rashba wins big time. I don't know. <laughs> right. That, that's what it looks like, at least at this round. <laughs> it, I also it agree with him more. Yeah. and you get again. Before we had a problem understanding Rashba, but you gave such, such such interesting insights. You said, if somebody is acting upon a doubt, if somebody will take the road the Rambam is saying is is okay, he is doing a huge transgression. It's a huge transgression because he he's not thinking. He 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 he's not he's not listening. He he's showing us that he doesn't care, and that's a worse chet than than actually doing the deed. It's much worse when you're when you're not sure and you're doing it than than if you're actually doing it. Well, it's almost and like Rambam, not. Oh, sorry, go ahead. The Rambam doesn't say that you're allowed to do in doubt. That he doesn't say that. You say mutar. No, safek is not mutar. Safek is is something that you should avoid. 
The, the Rambam doesn't say that you should go and act when you're suffering. He said you will not be punished. You will not be punished. Okay, okay. And that goes perfectly with the uh, Rambam. Rambam, Rambam, yes. But, 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 the fact you're not very interesting. You're saying something very interesting. You're saying the Rambam didn't say that you should do it. Right. He just said that it's mutter. It's not uh -huh. mutter. It's not an avail. The Rambam it's said mutter. He said uh -huh. mutter. You want to go back? <laughs> he said, we, we can look at his, uh, he said, but, but, but you're saying, Ronit, even when the Rambam said mutter, he never said do it. But, right. but again, I'm asking, when we're reading the psukim, the Torah here says that if you've done it, you have to bring a very expensive korban. Does that work? Saying mutar, but I'm not saying, don't do eyes. it. Mm -hmm. And if you did it, bring a huge korban. Mm -hmm. There is something tricky here, right? Mm -hmm. You say, it's mutar, don't do it. And if you do it, you so 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 you're going in a very interesting uh, lane, and we'll see that some have tried to walk that path. Mm -hmm. But what I'm, I'm trying to show you at this point, this path seems to be very very problematic because if there wasn't a korban, or if the korban was not so expensive, I would say okay, it's interesting. But this is this is not only do you have to bring a korban, you have to bring a very 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 expensive korban that you call it a sham guilt 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 guilt. So. Oh, it's fine. Don't do it. And if you do it, you're super guilty. It's a little hard. What does the Rambam say about that? About the oh. Asham? What does he say about uh, Asham Talui? The, uh, so, the, right? so I, I could go back and read to you what we've what we've seen, mm -hmm. and that's how we'll we'll finish this lesson. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm reading again the text now. You know that the text that we've learned before, how how surprising it is. אבל כל הספקות בין בתומות בין במחלות אסורות בין בהריות ושבתות אין להם אלא מדברי סופרים. ואף על פי כן, דבר שחייבים על זדונו קרא צפקו אסור מן התורה, שהרי האוסר אותו חייב אשם תלוי. So what the Rambam says, he says, I know, and so I think what I think. He didn't explain. He says אשם תלוי is only in the case of קראת. Not in other Beirut. That's but what the Rambam says. Everybody right? says that. No, no, that, that 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 that's from board to board. That 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 everybody agrees on that point. Point. So then, this is a very very severe, um, right? Avera, correct? Something that you do in correct, right? So it's not every suffix. It's not every suffix. It's only suffix. In something that is correct. You're So what we need to saying is that maybe, 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 maybe the Rambam is saying that is an exception. Mm -hmm. All the Averot, there's fake with the Surim, but Karet is an exception. Mm -hmm. There's one problem with that. Isura Arias is also a race sometimes. And he said here, Arias, so he's very confusing. But what you said is, is, is a good option and a good solution. 
An easy solution is to come to say, the Rambam didn't really mean that the that, that correct that you bring Hashem to Louis is also suffect me the No, that's the right thing. The problem is that the Rambam doesn't say that. He said Arayot, and he also talks about Mamzer, and he says that we learn from Mamzer to the entire Torah, and he didn't say that very clearly. So, okay. Uh, last year we finished where uh, we thought the Rambam was great. This year we're finishing thinking the Rambam is a huge problem, and that's wonderful. <laughs> Except that the Rambam always tries to be lenient to people, I think, doesn't he? I don't know. I've no, never. No, 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 no. That's something about uh, about about um, Chachamim. They're never never always lenient. Also, no, but he has lenient homework. In this case. No, no, no. In this case. Yes. In so other I, cases, I have he, to say that no, no. as much as I agreed with what I agreed with, I like the Rambam better because he it doesn't requires so much of a of a punishment. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. No, that, this, this is a very good way to finish this. You're right. We started loving the Rambam. We like the Rambam because we 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 like the leniency and we like the room that he gave us to be human. But now yeah. we continue learning, and the Rashba is 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 uh, has a very strong uh, claim against the Rambam, and we have to find a way to save the Rambam from the Rashba's claim. True. Okay, so we'll continue this next next week. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today here on Zoom and Drisha Live and on um, Facebook. Uh, we'll continue next week with this class, and I hope to see you there. We do have um, our spring pro program is continuing uh, this uh, evening at 8 p.m. with uh, a class about uh, Nida. Um, and this class is not going to be uh, live on Facebook because of the nature of the class. So if you'd like to attend, um, uh, we ask that you register uh, to attend on Zoom. Uh, if you want more information about our other classes, uh, we always have a lot going on. So uh, you can go to uh, www.dresha. Uh, org slash classes. We have information there. Uh, and all the classes are always recorded and recordings are available on um, Drisha Live. So you just go to www.drisha.org uh, uh, slash live. And thank you so much again uh, for being uh, with us, Ravani Chimoni, and thanks everyone else. We hope to see you at uh, more of our upcoming classes here at Drisha.